Who are we? Shep! Shep what? Sheptinas! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs>
uh, courtesy of Audible and Latinos Attack. So check it out. And also, if you want to connect with anybody in the podcast, uh, their LinkedIn is also in the show notes. So feel free to message them, add them, uh, connect with them. And without further ado, here are the Sheptinas. Muchachas, ingenieras, welcome to Conexiones. I'm so happy that the three of you are here. So happy that the three of you made it. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks for having us. The pleasure is ours. We're oh. so happy with, to be with you. You are the total celebrity, Mr. <laughs> around the world, talking to all the STEM people. When I saw him at the conference two days ago, mm -hmm. I was like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> Talk to my publicist about it. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a humbling experience. I'm so happy that... Uh, All of you are enjoying the podcast, and I want to create this space so we can have an open, direct conversation in a safe environment, mm -hmm. because I find that in these 24, always connected world, we don't, you know, full of notifications and these two-minute conversations, we don't have these spaces to really unpack ideas and hear the stories of all the people that we see at the SHAP conference, and... And we can start by that. Maybe we can go around the room and... I can start. My name is Jimena Aristizabal. Mm -hmm. I'm a Colombiana. <laughs> I was born in Manizales. Yeah, pues. And <laughs> when I turned 12, right before I turned 12, my family moved to New York City, to Queens. So that's where I grew up. I went to college there. I, all, I had a lot of family already there. So I stayed there for college. I was always super nerdy girl, like everybody, if you meet my family, I'm like the total nerd of my family, like going to family parties and then sneaking out to go study. I was always just like loving books. I don't think my mom ever had to tell me, go do your homework. Right. <laughs> I took 10 AP classes in college, in wow. high school, and I was just super, super driven to figure out a way to be able to go to college and my mom not have to pay for it. Um, I really wanted to be a biomedical engineer when I first started college. I knew I couldn't be a doctor because I'm too much of a softie and I would bring all of that home. <laughs> But engineering made sense and I was good at math. Uh, then I went to college for biomedical engineering when I thought it would be biomedical engineering. But then our school, I went to NYU, didn't have that until a master's degree. So then I switched to chemical engineering. And so, uh, in chemical engineering, I thought I would be the all-time PhD girl. You could always find me at the library. My professor used to make fun of me because I used to derive all the formulas. And then they would say, like, why are you deriving it? I already gave you the simplified version. And I would say, no, I need to understand. Mm. I thought I would be the all-time PhD girl. But the college experience and Shep really helped me understand that I love people too much to be in a lab. Uh, or at least like what I saw that that would be being in the lab. So then I found my passion for continuous improvement and finding that technical and kind of soft skills managerial mm -hmm. mix. And so after college, uh, I was looking for rotational programs. Where could I put my analytic my analytical side to work, but also be with people and manage people, lead people. And so. I did a rotational program for five years with Nestle, moved around. I was a total gypsy for five years, moved around <laughs> a ton. 
Um, it's good for the, your Instagram. You can get all the pictures of all the places. Right? Except if it's Arkansas, there's nothing to Instagram. <laughs> but it was still a fun experience. <laughs> Um, and then now I am a special operations manager at HelloFresh in New York City. I just moved back home and I love it. And I'm also a proud Chef Tina, Woo! Chef Lifetime member. Awesome. We got the four Lifetime members here. And, and, and that's something that I want to touch on um, after we, the three of you talk a bit about yourselves, your stories. I want to ask you, what are the Chef Tinas? Who are they? And what was the catalyzing moment that inspired all of you to launch this movement? So maybe Andrea, can you give me a bit of your story? Of oh uh, my how God. you get to... Because I know your story, yes. but this audience doesn't know your story. So maybe yeah. you can tell me how you get from Maracaibo to California. Yeah, so the reason why Hugo is saying that, you, that he knows my story is because this is my second time. What an honor to be in Conexiones for the second time. Welcome back. You're welcome Thank back anytime. You. First time in English. So First time in English. So my English is not very good looking, but I'll try my best. So, wow, my story. Um, so I, I am a Maracucha. I grew up, I was born and raised in Maracaibo, Venezuela, raised by a family of academics. From my, I was very fortunate uh, to have such a strong foundation uh, in my beginnings. My dad... Uh, chemical engineer, professor, my mom, um, history, uh, geography, and art teacher, my best friends, my sister, my sister Erika, and my sister Kiki, who we are nine to ten years apart, that also set that, that path for me. So by after, in high school in Venezuela, you have the opportunity to choose humanities or science, so Duh, I choose science because it's awesome and challenging. Mm -hmm. And now that art is not, but I was really loving the numbers. And one interesting thing is that um, at a young age, I, I lived in the U.S. because my dad came to the U.S. Uh, for a sabbatical. So I came with five years old to the U.S. And uh, when I returned to Venezuela, my Spanish wasn't good. I didn't know how to write Spanish. So numbers make sense for me. So math, it was easy. Mm -hmm. Well, not easy, but it was easier than... It was natural. Uh, yeah, than taking Spanish classes because those actually I had to take oral exams. Uh, so numbers, yeah, been ingrained with me since little. So um, my dad is a chemical engineer. My older sister is a chemical engineer. And I, <laughs> I was inspired by them. And I chose also the chemical engineering path. And at the end of um, my, uh, my college years, I got involved with research, mm -hmm. got the opportunity to get involved into corrosion engineering and oil and gas, and uh, was mentored uh, by, by my parents and, and other professors. And I found about the opportunity to come to the US for a PhD in corrosion, uh, I'm in the area of corrosion, but in uh, concrete structure. So completely different from pipelines. But I said, yes, uh, let's do it. I, I always knew that after college, I was going to come to the U.S. or at least get out from Venezuela. One, um, I, I saw my, my, my sister do it, and that was inspiration. And second, just the situation, the economic and political situation in Venezuela also yeah. drove me to take that decision. So I came to the University of South Florida and pursued my Ph.D. in civil engineering. And uh, in there, I, uh, I worked on, um, on a project that was uh, related to 
modeling the durability of reinforced concrete bridges exposed to marine environments pretty much. Imagine a bridge in a coastal place in Florida and then the salt coming from the sea just comes and attacks the steel embedded in the concrete and makes it increase, increase by volume and that's when the concrete track, uh, cracks and it's, yeah, total bad. So I was super, uh, I got super excited to be part of all those projects and it's graduated. It's all, all, all about corrosion. Like, yes. Like a, you're a corrosion geek. <laughs> I am a corrosion uh, geek. Yeah, can you can you tell me your, your Instagram handle? <laughs> it's called Rusty Business. <laughs> Rusty <laughs> underscore business. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So you got your PhD? Yes, in uh, civil engineering concentration and materials from the University of South Florida. Doctora. Gracias. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. And during those years, I found out I was chef. Mm -hmm. And it, as a grad student, I found out with Shep. And yeah, that's where it all started with me with Shep. And after that, I work uh, in an engineering consultant company uh, here in Ohio, because you're actually in Cleveland, Ohio, for our listeners. Uh, but I currently work for Intel Corporation as a quality and reliability engineer for their memory organization. And, bum, 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 I, <laughs> yeah. and I reside in California. And yes, with my husband, and it's, it's great. <laughs> awesome shout out to jake <laughs> and uh no I, i love it and and we're both venezuelan and we're both immigrants and we have a lot in common yes <laughs> and i also love that the three of you are chemical engineers mm -hmm. so i love that you guys figured out the way to have chemistry and not only in your, in your career but also with the the sheptinas this uh, organization this movement that uh three of you started So maybe, Stephanie, do you feel like uh, sharing your story with us and maybe telling us a little bit of who you are, where you come from, how do you get here? Yes. But just as a reminder, I want you to ask Andrea about our bonds. As chemical engineers, we've had a very uh, in-depth conversation about molecular bonds and what that means for us as Sheptinas. Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I told you, this is a technical podcast. We're going to be talking about covalent bonds and all that stuff. She's prepared. She's That's prepared. awesome. Oh, right now, we have the mimosa bond going on. Uh, by the way, we had arepas before recording this. So, so good. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, you know, I'm feeling extra Venezuelan today. So. <laughs> yeah, but. Okay, so my name is Stephanie Serrano. Uh, I was born and raised in New York City. Um, to two wonderful parents. My mom is from El Salvador and my dad is from Honduras. Growing up, we came from a relatively poor background. So my journey to engineering wasn't a, I guess, direct or a common path, but... um. I always say my mom, despite not knowing what the next steps were, she always found a way. She found us scholarships, she found us tutors, she found us uh, people that were going to help us throughout the way. I was very fortunate in high school to have uh, gone to Catholic school through the scholarship that my mom signed us up for. So I had this wonderful lady, um, shout out to Mindy. She paid my way through high school and she was an amazing support um, through high school. And when she asked me what I wanted to do next, I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. I always played with like a Barbie, um, what do you call that? The Barbie like headset, uh, what do you call those? Yeah, the, the stethoscope, the stethoscope. Stethoscope. Oh. And I always, I had to check everybody that came to my house to make sure that they, were, they weren't sick. <laughs> um, I love it. So I always knew I was going to be a doctor, but I really didn't know what the next steps were going to be um, after high school. 
Um, and she really helped me with the conversation on what to do next. And she was like, what do you really like about school? And I was like, well, I'm really good at chemistry and I like math. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, go home and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was at the time when uh, Google was getting its, uh, its, its getting its momentum. So I right. plugged in uh, chemistry and math into Google and out came out chemical engineering. <laughs> no way. Wow. And seriously, it's because of Google that I'm an engineer. <laughs> and I remember the first time I came to a conference, I told them that. And they just thought it was so funny and they thought it was so unique. So I'm technically an engineer because of Google. <laughs> so um, when I started applying for colleges, I applied for any chemical or biochemical programs. And uh, I ended up at NYU um, through a fantastic program called HEOP. So it's a program for students who um, can't afford it. So the government pays for your education. Um, and then on top of that, got some academic scholarships from NYU. Um, so super grateful for all the support that I've gotten. And uh, <clears throat> for me, it's really important that students recognize that you may not always have a linear path. Um, and there are resources out there. So just go and look for those resources and you'll be fine. I promise. Awesome. And she's also getting her master's degree right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm getting my master's in, in uh, engineering management and leadership at Purdue University on the side for my day job and on the <laughs> side to ship Tina's. Um, and on the side of, uh, you know, just pursuing other other personal goals. So um, you make time for the things you want to make time for. Of so uh, that's why I don't like this excuse that there's no time because there's always time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. I feel so intimidated with her because she has the most distinguished last name, Serrano. I know. Serrano. And then future Serrano Cabrera. Yeah. Serrano that's Cabrera. A big, that's a big one. I love it. And then we, we said that her daughter is going to call it Ramona. <laughs> Ramona. <laughs> or like, Ramona. Or like her son, <laughs> Roberto. Que sean Ramona and Rogelio. Rogelio. R- Roberto. <laughs> I love it. Rogelio. Do you, do you want to have kids, Andrea? Yes. How many do you want? Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, dos. Two because one, like, uh, I, I like one, but then I feel like I really enjoy having a sibling despite mm-hmm. the age difference. Claro. Because, uh, so I would love two. If I, two. if I have, um, yeah, two, two, two mm-hmm. kids. If I have the blessing to have kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. three, whew. <laughs> but, yeah, three's a handful. Yeah. Three's but then I'm like, I'm the third, right? So then if my mom would have thought like me, then I would have never been born. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, this, wow. you know, not here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, please. <laughs> sí, no, I think that's, that's beautiful because I was thinking about that the other day that my, my family, my, my grandma, she had uh, six sons and one daughter, like seven of them. So I like to, I like to think of my grandma as the best project manager ever. <laughs> yeah, because breakfast in the house, getting the kids ready for school, I mean, that true. was like a project okay. every morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so no, it's a handful. So she's a no, she's amazing. I love abuelita. She's amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, but we all love our abuelitas. I mean, that's the. There's something about the abuelita Latina that it's special. Yeah, it's special. So I hope that we can all know that joy. He my mom is the best. The bomb. My grandma mm. is everything. She's goals. Nice. She's 76. She parties hard. I know. She's a lot. I want to She just, well, we just went to Colombia for my birthday. And Bien she Colombiana. flew to Bogota to hang out with me and eight of my friends. Serio? And partied with us. Drank a whole half bottle of Aguardiente by herself. 
She drank more than me. <laughs> and she was up the next morning like it was nothing. <laughs> we were wow. all on the struggle bus. And then like grandma was yesterday sleeping. I know. She, I think she would. Was, she would have been like. Are we going to sleep yet? I, mean, I always oh remember God. when I, she came to visit me in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to work. So it was like 11 p.m. Grandma came and I got to go to sleep. Are we really going to sleep this early? <laughs> claro. No, it's special. It's special. It's special. Y algo, and, and that's something I love about, about Shep. is the sense that I... And, and sorry, guys, if I'm repeating myself. Um, I feel like I've said this 10, 10 times every day, but... I love being at Shep because I feel that I don't have to explain myself. Mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like all of us, we have, we're close to the immigrant experience, mm -hmm. we're immigrant ourselves, um, and we all have an abuelita, and we all grew up in a multilingual... Yeah, <laughs> and we, we, we all grew up in a multilingual environment, yeah. and uh, we are all trying to figure out this... Uh, careers in STEM mm -hmm. and okay how can I be a amazing professional if I'm in an environment where people don't look like me mm -hmm. so it's the one time of the year where I can meet doctors and vice presidents and directors no. that their last names are Garcia, Gonzalez, Serrano, Ramirez, Aristizabal, so I just love it because I feel like uh, you know for one week in a random city in the Midwest with 7,000 other Latino Hispanic engineers we have this huge safe space yeah. where we can be ourselves And it's fine to talk loud, and it's fine to geek out about <laughs> technology and stuff. And, and I, I, Oh my God! When you say, "Who are they?" <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. So maybe we can move on to Shetinas. Yeah, who are they? I mean, I've known about the three of you. I know Andrea a bit more than the two, of, the other two of you. But I was really intimidated by Jimena because she. Oh! Had, Because Jimena has this very serious, like, no-nonsense face. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so, so when I, so, so like, you know, like, like I, I've talked with you, like, over Instagram and stuff, but it's not the same as sitting down having a conversation with you. So, you know, I was, uh, I, I have to admit that I was a little bit nervous when I first, you know, introduced this idea of, like, hey, let's do a podcast, all, all four of us. You know what's really funny mm. is that she's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, know. she's definitely no nonsense, but she's super duper sweet. Too oh, sweet. I, and, and I found but that don't out. Don't mess with her. Oh, and no. I love it. I yeah. love I'll it. Wear her. It's like, around. I think it's what we've been learned this week. We had the similar <laughs> conversations with a lot of people. It's like in the three of the group of the three of us. Um, I, I guess I got, I'm like bad cop, right? Like when something's mm. not going right, I'm the one to like be in the line of fire and I'm not afraid of confrontation, but not Probably. confrontation like let's have a fight, but let's talk this out, figure what the, what yeah. the problem is. Yeah, no, we, we call that, we, we have that at work. Uh, we call that a constructive confrontation. Mm -hmm. Is that we, we're arguing, but it's to solve a problem. Yeah. It's to build something new, it's to get better. Uh, you know, I, I like to think that feedback is powerful. Because if I expose myself, if I make myself vulnerable and I share with you my work so you can criticize it, mm -hmm. is because I want you to find the flaws that I don't see. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it's because I value and I trust your opinion. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable because uh, I did this project and it's my baby. And, you know, there's no ugly babies. For, for moms, their, their baby is always beautiful. Ay, el rey de la casa, que lindo. O la princesita. So, but if I show you my project, my idea, my, my prototype, my whatever, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to feel a bit defensive. So it's powerful when you achieve that level of maturity that you can expose yourself and be vulnerable. Because that's the sign, to me, that's the sign that you are a, a strong professional that, you know, is, cares about growing. So tell me, what are the Shiptinas? Amazing women, strong. Engineers, mathematicians, technologies. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can start a little bit with how this started. Yeah, sure, sure. How did this get started? Yeah, so I think for Steph and I, and Steph, feel free to chime in, I think we, it started in college. Like when Steph and I went to NYU together, and to give people some background, we're college best friends, so a lot of our stories are, are similar. Mm -hmm. But when we started uh, our NYU college journey there weren't that many many latinos around mm -hmm. and especially I remember i was first very involved with engineers without borders and then i got really involved with shep because the second year we saw a lot of our friends switch majors right. or not come back to school the second year and there was a very small group so there was a small group that was loud that was fun i remember having mariachis in the middle of the cafeteria but no. it was a very very small crowd and so we kept saying you know how can we make sure that we give back to their community that we have an impact i think also we have very similar stories that we both were had scholarships and all these people that were mentors and mm -hmm. were really invested in our educations and we wanted to make sure to give back to our community so we got really involved in our nyu poly now nyu tandon chapter nice. and we became just figuring out a way how do we grow it how do we support the students that maybe are not as fortunate as we are to have that very, very supportive home environment. Right. Like our moms making us coffee in the middle of the night and staying up all night with us and just really supporting us. How do we make sure that we create us that familia environment at college? Mm -hmm. So, and then Chef became kind of just a part of us, like our part of our identity, uh, how we grew as leaders at the university then with the chef professional chapter those people became our mentors and then like i said it was just a part of us and i think for me when i left new york city to go to california mm -hmm. and then to iowa and arkansas and middle of nowhere places right. where nobody looked you were in like this me. rotational program right you were in exactly. this rotational program so you had to switch jobs every like six months or yeah sometimes six months sometimes three months oh wow so because i was moving around so much I wanted to still give back, like giving back is very, was very important to me and it's still very important to me to keep myself grounded mm -hmm. and to just find that balance. And so it was hard because one, I couldn't commit to a local chapter or to mm -hmm. a local team, but I knew I could give an, I could give back and I had time and I had mm -hmm. all the energy and I'm still all that chef drive. So for me, it was looking a way to get involved. And when I looked at the different national programs, I said, I'm too young to be part of the professional uh, track. And really, I'm not in a place where I could help with that. But I went to a conference, a chef conference, where there was one Shiptina workshop. And I was like, that's great. I would love to help grow that. So mm -hmm. then for me, I talked to Mauro. Shout out to Mauro. He's amazing. He should be on this podcast too. And, 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 yeah. he, will, and he will. And he will. I was really hoping to, to 
talk with him you during this conference? Dr. Rodriguez. Dr. Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but he's, uh, <laughs> no, he had another commitment. He couldn't make the conference this year, but I'm definitely bringing him in because um, I think that now you're the fourth person. Yeah, and I'm Mauro. sure I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a thousand of us out there. Yeah. Mauro. Mauro's person. Yeah. Mauro. So for me, Mauro, I said, hey, Mauro, I need to get involved. Right. I, I'm moving around. I think I would love to do the Shiptina track. Then he connected it, and then he connected us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. I guess uh, my story, as I mentioned earlier, um, I got involved with Shep as a grad student. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, it was through a friend uh, called David. He was Shep chapter at University of South Florida, and he would always wear a Shep t-shirt. I'm like, what is Shep? You know how you yeah. pronounce that? No, no, and, and, and that's a huge... Uh, a and that's, and that's a huge issue. I've, I've heard the uh, Shepe. Shepe, yeah. Shepe. Shepe. clear for everybody. Shep. Shep. So I'm Shep. like, what Shep. is... So, you know, so I was like, what Shep. is Shepe? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you should join. Um, come to one of our general meetings. So I attended, uh, and I noticed that a lot of the attendees were undergraduates, and I was a PhD student at the time. Mm-hmm. And... The work I saw, you know, the energy and but I felt like a lot of the content of the general meetings were not aligned mm-hmm. to my graduate um, school's um, education. Right. But then later, uh, there was also there was this amazing girl called Andrea Rocha who she was doing a PhD at the time also at USF. Nice. And she reached out to a bunch of Latino graduate students and say, Hey, would you guys would like to learn more about Shep graduate initiatives? And I was like, Yeah, let's do it. Um, so from there, the rest is history. At, at the time, she was regional um, graduate representative for Region Seven, and I became. She she's like, oh, she interviewed me and everything, and went through this process. She's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you to uh, ETLC at the time. To, uh, so it was RLDC in Orlando. And she's like, so how way you know what Shep is? And uh, I'm like, and, and these are conferences that they have 200, 300 students exactly. and professionals. And it's kind of the same demographic. It's Latinos, Hispanics that are pursuing STEM careers. Exactly. Right? So in that awesome. in that conference, then I have the opportunity since at that time uh, it was Region Four and Region Seven together. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to meet other uh, students, graduate students, um, in, in this conference, and you know what what, what kind of leadership activities they were doing at chapter level, right. and learn about Shep's. Uh, scholarship for graduate students so I'm like oh wow so I got the job she's like okay I'm gonna name you <laughs> vice regional uh, graduate representative for region 7 and she said when I graduate then you take over Con or chale. we appoint you and I'm like, okay. succession planning style <laughs> I love it <laughs> yeah, no I love it like the gangster recruiting <laughs> yes <laughs> and also I remember when my sister uh, Erica, she went to FAU. She also mentioned to me when I joined you. So she's like, "Oh, you should check out Shep," kind of thing like that. So I was super involved with Shep. Uh, with this, I got to meet people like Mauro Rodriguez. My um, first, I would say, um, people I look up to was Omar De Leon. So uh, after that, then I kept. I became graduate representative to the point that I was even appointed national graduate representative. I had the opportunity to be. Part of the Shep board of directors, wow. and share with um, uh, with other students. I mean, the national undergraduate representative uh, Daniel and Wendy at the time. You know, to to work on on chapter initiatives. So during that opportunity, I actually met Jimena at Nila. 
because you were president of NYU. And so, what is this, like 2012? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Were you intimidated no, by her too? Just... No, apparently she was intimidated by me. Like every yeah, time I took cool for school. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I give kudos to her because she was one of the few chapter presidents that reached out that said, hey, I want to start under a uh, uh, graduate initiative here at NYU. So wow. I, rem I remember that, like you reach out through Facebook and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and something that, um, well, the three of you are super humble and, and something that I want to underline for the people that listen to this, uh -huh. in, especially in New Zealand and Australia <laughs> and all those places, uh, is that all these positions are volunteers, are volunteering yes. roles. Uh, yes. The four of us, we have day jobs yeah. that pay the bills and we're engineers and managers and we have you know, 40, 50 hour a week jobs. Mm -hmm. All these positions within SHAP are volunteering roles and this is something that we do out of love. We don't get uh, you know, financial compensation because mm -hmm. of them. We get more of a heartwarming so. conversation. <laughs> No, and we get to we get to inspire others and inspire each other. Yeah. Because I feel that you know in the beginning I was you know intimidated by all these, <laughs> the, how big this conference is and like how many. No, I remember being a sophomore in college and being intimidated by by seeing okay. wait wait like Google's here, Chevron's here, and like we have all these companies here and. Um, <laughs> Fondo Blanco. Entonces, entonces, este, este, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel so honored to the yes. fact that I... Salud. So I feel so honored that I'm having mimosas of the Sheptinas. I, I feel... I feel I love thank it. you guys for making my conference. Yeah. And, I love like uh, I was being telling people, this is our half-time, full-time part, uh, side job. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I went from being intimidated by all these companies coming to the conference to being inspired. Yeah. by all the people around me mm -hmm. because the same conversation that I have with the people at the, at the career fair, uh, people at Google, Intel, TI, a lot of them are not recruiters. A lot of them are engineers with day jobs mm -hmm. and they come to the conference for two, three days and they have to make the time back. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that's just inspiring. Uh, so I'm just happy that, that, that we can share this with us. So, so tell me about the, the Sheptina. So, okay, so Jimena, <laughs> Jimena, Andrea, you, you met. Um, so we met. Mm -hmm. So well, like, I told Mauro. Yeah, I think long story short, I was super involved with Shep as a graduate student. Mm -hmm. And it was just very inspiring to see that a lot of the initiatives we started early in the you know, 2010s were, were already, we could see uh, the graduate initiatives growing by 2014 wow. and 2015. But then I graduated and I was... In became this, Dr. Sanchez. <laughs> Doctora, I, was, I was in this conflicted place where I'm like, well, I took the industry path, so I don't, I don't think I should be with any more of graduate initiatives uh, or, mm -hmm. well, like towards academia. Right. O, o, but I also felt like just like Jimena, like professionals was also too early. So I same thing. I spoke with with Mauro and I said, yeah, I'm looking for any other opportunities at national level because at the same time, I was in Columbus, Ohio, so there was no chef uh, professional chapter there. Right. So I said, yeah, national level. I already have the experience. Um, yeah, I would like to see what's out there. So then he connected us, and that was uh, we we took uh, over the program because there was already a Latina track prior to us. 
but the two ladies um, that they were running it stepped down that year. Mm-hmm. So they were looking, so the positions were open. So that's how Jimena and I start planning the 2015 Latina track. Awesome. And so we were told, you're going to be it. Conference is in a couple of months. It was like yeah. late midsummer. Yeah. And I remember sending, I think I sent the first email to Andrea, say, hey, so sounds like we're doing this thing. Let's connect. And then the next couple of months were just timeless meetings of us just brainstorming, getting to know each other yeah. too. Because- exactly. And keep in mind that we're in different locations. This is all through phone. I was in yeah. Iowa. Right. <laughs> wow. Working night shift. Wow. So I was a so even the scheduling was uh-huh. hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's project management. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you you take ownership of this. So what did the first Latina track look like? So the planning part was yeah. really a lot of the work. Like we only have a cut a couple months to plan conference. Yeah. So we knew that Exxon Mobil was on board with the sponsorship. But we didn't know how would it look like. So a lot of it was just looking at what else is out there. What is SWE doing? What are other organizations doing for women? Mm-hmm. And brainstorming. How are we going to do marketing? How are we going to create a buzz around this? How are we going to make this our thing? Yeah. And so at that time, actually, Intel had the whole hashtag, I look like an engineer campaign that had gained some steam over the summer. Mm-hmm. And so we just started brainstorming. And so said, okay, how about we just take that on and then say, hashtag, I look like an engineer. So that was our hashtag for the year. We had t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't said how Shabdina, the name was born. <laughs> oh, yeah, tell yeah. me that story. Tell like, me the story behind the name. I was telling Jimena. So all, all credit goes to Jimena. In fact, I remember exactly when Jimena mentioned it to me. Like, oh, we should... We should call each other like like Chepdinas. And I remember exactly the room where I was. This was in my uh, my previous job conference room. So, and she said Chepdinas, and I was like, oh, oh, you know. At first, I was like, okay, <laughs> but I have nothing else to ask. So I'm like, sure, let's move forward to it. So we can wow. put like a plaque there. Like this is where the <laughs> that room. These are the Chepdinas were born. Chepdinas room. So I remember vividly how, yeah, when you said it the first time, I was Shiftina, okay. In fact, I remember I used to misspell it. I used to write oh, Shift. yeah. <laughs> and so that first year was all about how do we scramble to make the best we can in yeah. the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. So we already had companies kind of lined up that we could choose from. So it was about creating content. So that year we had Facebook with LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. We had right. LinkedIn. Um, Cheryl Sandberg. We had a, yeah, we had their leaning circles, which was super fun. But we really wanted to just kind of start out with a bang and create the buzz, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the first thing, there was nothing before. It was just a luncheon and a track. Like, how do we create this community around Latinas at Shep? Yeah. And then how do we cre- learn from this, you know, put the best show we can and learn from this to keep growing it and really help the community of women uh, and the Shep culture change around what's happening outside right Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. if you think of that time it was even like hashtag look like an engineer that was pretty revolutionary for that year i think we've come a long way since then but it was the beginning of just like talking more being more comfortable with talking about what it's like to be in a male-dominated field what it's like to be an engineer in the middle of nowhere places Mm -hmm. just having a safe space for women to talk about these things but also we really don't want to focus on celebrating each other and mm-hmm. saying look at this full room full of latinas 
either you're a professional, you're an engineer, but we're all here. We made it. You know, mm -hmm. we know that we have similar stories, probably lots of people behind us that have supported us. But really, we just wanted to create that space for women yeah. to come together. Absolutely. And nice. like the whole first initial plan had a flow. Like we had the workshops, we had lunch and then workshop and the power, the celebration part was called power celebration. It was the last event of the of the track so that was where you know the excitement and the celebration happened so it, it was a you know well uh, thought out first initial program for having only two three months to plan <laughs> that's awesome so i think um so we didn't really talk about how i entered the picture so yeah. after the first year um and i don't know if andrea really wants to talk about it if yeah you want to talk about it but andrea was uh at a crossroads in her life where she wasn't sure if she was going to stay in the U.S. Yeah. or go back to Venezuela. So they asked if I would be willing to take over the position, big shoes to fill, that I was like, yes. Um, I was a very similar situation coming from a rotational program. How do I stay involved um, without having to commit too much time to a territory, mm -hmm. but more on a national level? So I signed up. <clears throat> she had an interview. I had an interview. It was, it was very tough. It was definitely good cop, bad cop. We already know who the bad cop was, who the good cop was. I, 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 can, I can imagine. I can imagine who the bad cop was. Well, you know, My reputation. Like I, yeah, yeah. But I've also had, like, uh, at that point, maybe, like, seven or eight years of an interview. So, one, the bad cop wasn't too bad. Really, the tough one was Andrea at this Whoa. point because she was in the process of getting to know me. Um, right. But I passed. I'm here today. I've still made it. But Best decision ever. <laughs> point of the story is that we got amazing news that Andrea was no longer going to be going to Venezuela and she was going to stay in the U.S. So she, so it, was, it became the three of us, the three Shiptinas. Um, and it's been a pleasure ever since. These girls are rock stars. Um, but you asked about workshops. Sure. So I think the first uh, year was very soft skill oriented. Um, and then through feedback, honestly, from the attendees, what they wanted to see, who the demographics was, mm -hmm. the flow and the content of the workshops continued to mold and they still continue to mold. So for Shiptinas out there, we appreciate all the feedback. So please send us your feedback. Mm -hmm. um, so as the, as the track has evolved, we've definitely incorporated soft skills as well as highlighting strong women in the industry, talking about what they do in their day-to-day -day, um, technology and innovation, because um, that's really important. We don't often hear about, uh, excuse my French, but badass women out <laughs> in the industry who are doing such cool things and giving the, the girls that are attending the event uh, perspective of mm -hmm. what can be done and what different paths look like. So it's really been the focus on bringing not only the soft skills, how you present yourself, but also all these cool things that you could do when in industry or in academia. Right. And a lot of the topics, so we, we try to be very thoughtful about this. And so even we joke around that planning for next year starts Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. But even it starts after every workshop, yeah. we're all like very feedback driven. So we're like, okay, how can we do this better next year? What do we love? Of course. What do we want to do next? Of course, and we're we also... engineers. I mean, continuous improvement <laughs> and, you know, having retrospectives, what worked, what didn't work, what do we need to keep doing? Mm -hmm. 
doing more of. I love and it. we are always also geeking out on like what's happening out there. Like I am, I, I, I give them a hard time that I say I give them homework or like I said, hey guys, look at this uh, thing. Let's talk about it. Like let's look at the McKinsey study, like what they said about women at work. And then they, they the same thing. They share a podcast like, hey, I listened to this woman's podcast. Like look at this, what other people are doing. Just trying to make sure that we are staying in tune, not only with Shep, what, what other people are doing that we get the best ideas uh, so that we can get the right workshops. And some of the workshops that we had this year was, for example, how do you succeed in your first 100 days? So whether it's your internship or your first job, then we had another internship, uh, another workshop about personal branding in a digital world. Um, last year, for example, was an example of we had a, a whole, we tried to look at the progression of a student from right when they finished college through their first couple of years. Mm-hmm. So we had workshops from how do you land your first job to once you get it, how do you set goals for your career to how do you negotiate mm-hmm. a job offer. Um, and then a lot of what Steph was saying too is like bring, making sure that we are bringing women to panels. Steph was in a panel this year that are great yeah. examples of you know what the girls that are in university can be like in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That they have that perspective of what can you do, what was your job going to look like, but also look at all this amazing women that are 10, 15 years into their career yeah. that are directors, vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's been one particular workshop that has been our stamp for the last Mm -hmm. uh, three years, and it's the five Latina STEM leaders. Where are they now? So we invite five Latinas from different technical backgrounds, and then it's more of a a panel, but very you know open conversation, casual, and then we ask them questions. You know, Um, I mean, tell us how were you in college so tell us about a time that you experienced failure how do you learn from it so mm-hmm. kind of like humanizing also that aspect uh right. so the students can relate because i feel like sometimes they see it they see this amazing women say oh they have it all figured it out well that's not true right we're all going through some struggle right so and, and it doesn't and, have to be uh it's not only about the success story exactly. it's about the story Exactly. The, journey. The, the journey. journey. the journey. There's ups, there's, there's downs. never linear. And yeah. it's about how many times can you stand up again? Absolutely. I love it. Do you have, um, I know that's like asking which one's your favorite kid. You know, we don't like to admit that there's a favorite kid. But uh, do any of you have a, like a role model that, you know, we think Shep or like the Sheptina or somebody that really spoke to you and really helps you move forward, you know, when things are tough? I think for me, it varied between uh, college and professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in college, we had an amazing amazing advisor. Mm-hmm. So although she's not from an engineering background, she was definitely, uh, shout out to Carmen. We she, love you, Mama Carmen. She's our college mom. <laughs> she's our college mom. Uh, Mama <laughs> Carmen. Yeah. She Saluda, was, Mama uh, Carmen. <laughs> she always pushed us to make sure that we were on the right path as we grew our NYU chapter. And was a constant reminder to keep working hard. So I think she's the reason, a big part, why that chapter grew so much. Mm-hmm. And even now, she's still the mom there. And she reminds them of the past people that, that came before the current uh, folks that are there. And if you keep working hard, this is how you get there. It's just that constant reminder so that she makes sure that her students uh, get to graduation. Mm-hmm. And I think professionally now, um, they're right here. 
Andrea and Jimena. Wow. I mean, what we do a lot is to give back to the community, but I don't, I think we inherently help each other a lot through sharing of McKinsey populations or podcasts or articles that are happening in the world. We have allowed that flow of conversation to have very tough conversations that it's sometimes very hard to have with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's very open, um, different viewpoints that I think, if anything, is the biggest takeaway personally for me in career growth and perspective, um, just to have three very distinct perspectives on, on life and uh, next steps. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a great point. I would say the same thing. Like, these two girls are my best friends, you know, and I think, like, it's, it, we were talking earlier about that whole feedback thing. It's like, I know that we, like, Shiptina track, a Shiptina conference comes together from our ideas together where we say, hey guys, I think we should do this. And then sometimes they shut me down, you know, <laughs> or I shut them down, and it's like, no, but what about this? But we are very much like a yes and team, you know, like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, but what about we do this and this? You know, it's yeah. like a, we're a working team, we're best friends, we're also, you know, we can be tough on each other, we can mm-hmm. say, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's got a story she's like oh yeah <laughs> it's honestly like a little company because I think we all bring something very yes. different to the table mm-hmm. so that's why it's really important that we have that conversation to make the track successful absolutely no and, and I've seen the three of you in social media and how do you embrace the the branding of the Sheptinas <laughs> and come on like you brought like Sheptina banners to the podcast and <laughs> <laughs> and like, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a mini photo shoot session here for the that you can you can see the photos in the show notes. Uh, so no, it's 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 beautiful uh, what the three of you have built. Uh, you know, of course, with everybody that's helped you along the way, it's uh, it's fascinating to to see it from outside. I'm very curious to know how does it feel to be a man, uh, a male engineer. At one of the Sheptina sessions, uh, do you feel that these like men have been hesitant to attend? Do you feel that it's better if it's only women? How how do you feel about about that? I feel like well, I feel like at the beginning we had a lot of questions like, can I attend uh, the Latina track? Like, can I come in? Like that's how I feel. Yeah. that's how I feel sometimes. I feel like uh, I'd rather give you your personal space. I think I get that. I get where the hesitation comes from from the guys, but I mean. Uh, it's open to everybody and we have to and that's part of the the challenge for next year is how do we open it so that we don't get those questions Mm -hmm. because we for us when we recognize it it's really important to not only have our Shiptina but also our male allies Um, Mm -hmm. so we need to find a way to incorporate that better Um, I know one of the favorite thing is the t-shirts so we have that in in mind for next year to make sure we have a male allies t-shirt because I think it's really important right I mean we want to make the women of community strong, but we also need to have our support system as well. Of course. And those are our, our guys, our, our supporters. Yeah. And I think there's a, a big thing for us is, you know, as we grow, this has been, like Stephanie says, like our own little company. And from the first year, we created this huge buzz. And then the following year, there was all this interest from company and students who want to be a part of it. And it just continues to grow. So now we're at a point where we need to strategize and think, how do we continue growing? Because the chapters are already doing it. And Shiptinas and Shiptinas are coming to together in chapters to support the woman so Mm -hmm. i think we need to and this is something that we're currently working on at figuring out like how do we find that balance because i do think women need their space just by themselves you know to be able to uh, have certain conversations that you don't want to guy around you know you want to be feel comfortable you want to feel safe Mm -hmm. you want to have these conversations but it's very much important that we also show men uh, amazing women leaders, exactly. amazing right. mentors. And we had some really good feedback during some of the sessions. One guy came up to us and said, you know, 
I I only came to this workshop because my friend made me go to this workshop. Yeah. Mm. But this was actually the best workshop in the conference that I went to. Oh, and that wow. was the Five Latina panel. And I, we hope that for the Shiptinos out there that are here in this podcast that you feel welcomed at our workshops. Uh, I think it's... We're going to keep focusing on the girls because that's what we're here, we're here for. But we want you to also learn about this amazing women that are out there, that they can be your mentors as well. You can learn from them. Um, and also, you know, a lot of Shiptinas are going to have a Shiptina right beside them. Mm-hmm. You know, they might marry a Shiptina, so they need to be able to be ready to <laughs> exactly. have those conversations right. and support their woman in the workforce as well. So I think it's like, how do we uh, continue to have that conversation? Um, so, Ugo, next year, we hope to see you at the... I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. And, and I wanted to shout out uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi because they actually made t-shirts that's called I Wear Pink for My Sheptinas and Guys Are Wearing. Oh, my God. So I want to shout out that chapter. Wow. Like, you're amazing. Okay, yeah. so... So that's my that's my next action after we're done. I'm gonna go to get one of those. Get one of those. No, and, and I think that's powerful. It's about making it inclusive and making sure that yeah. that people are friendly. It reminds me of the story of um, I have a mentor mm-hmm. at Intel, uh, Steve Thorne. He's a director of sales, mm-hmm. and he's from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a uh, you know, I like to say that he's more gringo than a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> uh, and and he comes out to the Intel Latino Network events. That's amazing. And he, if we're doing in an auditorium of 100 Latinos, and, you know, when there's a Q&A part, like, he will stand up and introduce himself. Hi, my name's Steve Thorne. I'm a regular white guy. And <laughs> I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen yeah. and learn from you. He becomes aware, and 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 the fact that he he has the the drive, the initiative to do that, to me is so inspiring. That there's Absolutely. people out there that yes, we want to learn about this community and learn how can we get along, how can we build great things mm-hmm. together. And it's becoming more and more important now. So we were joking around this yesterday that the ultimate goal might be not having a Shiptina yeah. conference, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, living in a world where. It's not male, it's male and we female have the same out. experiences. I think we still will need the spaces to bro out, right? Like sure. the men might still need that, and we'll still need that to have our girl talk. But I think it's so important <laughs> as we, you know, as we grow in our career, especially to become aware. Like we are going to manage people from diverse background so even if it's somebody that's white as a peanut butter sandwich uh, coming to a latino event or for us to kind of think the same way like how are we getting involved in other like the african-american network at work the pride network like just making sure that we're aware because we might manage people be around people and we all kind of need to be allies for each other quick time check i know that you guys got a thing at two i can keep going as long as we want see Dos y diez. Uh-huh. Listo. Char. Entonces... Well, dos y ocho. Dos y ocho. Como que fue la ingeniera. Dos, siete punto, tres, tres, cuatro, ocho, nueve. Plus, minus, ten seconds. Plus, minus, ten seconds. Give it to Andrea. She's our total uh, technical person on this team. Not like She's like our numbers girl. A technical like, person. Like Andrea was, uh, Seth was saying, <laughs> we all person. bring a, a lot of different uh, <laughs> skills. 
And then I was like, how can we capture data? What are the servers say out there? But according to the research, I would love you. 50%. Uh, pepper, 50% basil. <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> Coño, que inside joke. Yo, yo buscando en Google que 50, ¿qué receta es esa? 50% basil de que eso, 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 eso son las arepas colombianas. ¿Cómo es esa vaina? <laughs> so we have a room full of engineers here. And I'm sure that engineers, we tend to be a little bit geeky about some things. You know, we need to get really, really, really passionate about something. Yeah. So I'm really curious to know What do you geek out about? I'm definitely, like, there's not necessarily one thing that I say, like, mm -hmm. I'm a subject matter expert on, mm -hmm. but um, I translate that almost like, what are my hobbies, right? What do I geek mm -hmm. out on? What are my hobbies? Um, definitely for me, I've gotten, recently gotten into really, uh, and this is out of my character, really, but reading mystery novels. Mm -hmm. I've been purposely looking for mystery novels. Um, and it's really out of my character because I'm totally a rom-com kind of girl. Um, <laughs> cheesy so. rom-coms. Cheesy rom-coms, uh, definitely. Um, but reading a lot of uh, mystery novels. I'm also a big volleyball player. Mm. So I enjoy playing volleyball players anywhere I go, anywhere. So it's one thing I always do. Anytime I move, I have to find a group of volleyball players because help, that helps me feel at home. Awesome. Um, I guess that's what I would say. It's all my geeking out. Awesome. Yeah. I know yours, Andrea. What's mine? Um, something to do with bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> Total, yeah. Uh, bicycle, I would call it cyclist, enthusiastic. Like, I love cycling. All my life I've been very sporty. Uh, so back when I was in, in school and college, maybe I would run, not much. But in my PhD, I, was, I like to set up goals. Because, you know, in academia, I remember you mentioned this with Luis mm -hmm. Serrano in the podcast, like, The goals are just so far away. So you want something that becomes right. attainable now. So that's when I started running and doing like half marathons and marathons and like, you know, planning 16 weeks from now and like achievable. So always sports has been amazing. So now I got into cycling because I live in California. It's amazing. But there's a particular type of cycling. It's called cyclocross. So it's like a hybrid between road bike and a mountain bike, and you and it's so technical. Like you really have to be three steps away of the game, and it's emotional and physically so exhausting because it's mm -hmm. races that last 30 to 45 minutes, and you have to go all out. Like my mm -hmm. heart rate just just peaks, and I love looking at the data. Like <laughs> like how high did my heart rate go? Oh my god! I, I get estimates of Engineer. the power output. And I can't wait to get a power meter for my bike so I know exactly how much uh, wattage I'm putting <laughs> on every pedal stroke. Uh, it's just they're so expensive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I love, um, I'm super passionate, but especially I think it's like that emotional and physical thing because, you know, I get nervous. Like when I'm right. in, the, in the starting line, like I get nervous and I have to remind myself to breathe. But I love the part that it's just so technical and you have to be mm -hmm. so focused that I forget about everything. So it's like my my uh, meditation session kind of thing. So awesome. I love that. And another thing that I totally geek out about is Excel. I think <laughs> Excel is underrated. Like Excel is just so amazing. So shout out to all my Excel junkies out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're Thank you. Funny. You're such an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that in the most, you know, I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. We'll get a hashtag. I am such an engineer. 
Seriously. <laughs> I like that. We can build that. And like, like, I look like an engineer. I'm such an engineer. That's I awesome. Know. For mm. me, I love reading. So one of the things that I thought I, w- I didn't never realize this, but moving back to New York City, I read a lot on the train. But mm. I'm totally opposite of Steph. So Steph... She was talking about mystery novels. I cannot read anything that I cannot believe. <laughs> I'm such a logical person. So you never see me reading about vampires or basically I'm like too logical. <laughs> so I love reading like economy books and just kind of the reading anything that opens my mind to how somebody else thinks of something, just learning about different perspective, um, the psychology of the brain. And I think more recently, as I've kind of found found like a niche in my career for like operations and strategy, continuing to learn and bridge the gap from the very technical, you know, chemical engineer side to understand more of the business, the finances. So mm-hmm. I continue to read a lot about that. But also I would say like I'm a big geek just about this whole woman thing, like women in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking to making sure that I'm staying connected with right. what the statistics say, what else is happening out there, um, just to make sure that as we're part of this movement, we're educated. That's awesome. That's uh-huh. awesome. Do you have a do you have like a guilty pleasure? something that you do that people will be surprised to find out that you do uh it can be you know in your something that you like to read or watch or something that like a quirky thing you do at work do you have a guilty pleasure i definitely do <laughs> yeah. i was trying to think about it um, yeah no I, stephanie literally just jumped from her seat to the mic <laughs> by the way but people listening to well i looked at jimena and i know she would agree with this um like contest shows so oh my god american idol america's got talent um for a little while there the bachelorette but it's just the back it was the bachelor it was the bachelor one of those i can't remember (laughs) same same difference the one with the rose that you get well it's interesting right because it all started with making fun of someone for watching the bachelor and Mm -hmm. then they were like you need to watch you need to sit down and watch it so then i watched an episode and then i was just curious to see how it was going to end like i just needed to know how it was going to end it wasn't even that it was like interesting i just needed to know how it was going to end so the bachelor bachelor i think they didn't last too long but america talent american idol are like i definitely get sucked in they do a great job with media production <laughs> and telling the story because i just get sucked into their story mm-hmm. and i just cry and i laugh and <laughs> i made Jimena sit down and watch it with me and then she oh, cries and she oh, laughs so she knows what I'm talking about. It's definitely one of my guilty pleasures. That's, That's awesome. That's a good one. That's awesome. Oh, me. Ooh. Uh, guilty pleasure. It's hard. I would say the first one that comes to my mind is that I love singing in the car. Like, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, I set up goals. Like, I'm going to listen to all these podcasts and listen to the news. And, and sometimes I'm like, no, I just, like, want to, like, rock out some 80s music or some, I don't know, some... Old merengue from the 80s of Wilfrido Vargas. Yeah, just crank up the reggaeton, I, some racata. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I love singing in the car by myself. I don't want to go other. I don't want to put people go through that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean because when you do it, they take out the Snapchat. Yeah, oh, they, they stern capture them. look at Jimena. <laughs> And then they post it. And then oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you. that's why I also don't do it in front of Jimena. Then yeah, she so be, be, be mindful. Nice yeah, she keeps it. And I feel like she's keeping it. Like, if someday I say, hey, no, I'm going to, like, 
step down from the Shabtina track, she's gonna Black say, Oh no, if you step down, I'm gonna post this. She's just, just has like a bunch of evidence saved up. <laughs> yeah. The joke with Steph and I, she's always like, No, we gotta capture this moment for our 80 when we're 80 and we have a party. We need to show in the background the bloopers of our life. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So if anybody knows Jimena, Jimena looks fantastic in every photo. <laughs> yes. And I generally don't, so when when we have when we take a picture and she looks funny or mm. looks crazy, it's like we have to save it, don't delete it because we have to keep it for when we when we look back, we're a little old ladies sitting on our porch, like talking about Chaptinas. You know, remember this photo when you had one eye closed? It's like super important that she got that. One. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I, love it. I can't you? think of guilty pressures because I feel like I I don't feel like I have a lot of surprises, but I love uh, walking. So that's always like my thing. I, like, <laughs> that is a lame pleasure. Hugo, what's your guilty pleasure? Sleeping eight hours and eating healthy. That's my guilty pleasure too. I just love sleeping. Guys, I'm so lame. Wow. Wow. I can't think of like any guilty pleasures. I mean, I guess there's like shows that I watch are like silly but I mean I don't know if those are they're just pleasures they're not guilty gotcha. <laughs> I'm not guilty she's like a, I'm not <laughs> guilty I'm not guilty of anything I'm not guilty of anything we'll disclose something we'll have, no, I'll no. take that a heart <laughs> no, that's, that, that's awesome that's awesome to show that like we are human too we're human too and, and we're Latinos Latinas what seriously walking si esa está esa está we'll remember that one we'll remember that one is that, you know, can you imagine that you know, your mom calls you and is like, uh, Jimena, what's that noise? Are you walking again? <laughs> Are you walking again? <laughs> Jimena, we've had this conversation. <laughs> it's, not, it's not so good for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, this is awesome. This is awesome. Thank you. What about you? I'm awesome. curious what is yeah, your guilty pleasure? pleasure. Give me some inspiration. Uh, I, love, I love country music. Really? I you love country music. You don't have to feel guilty music. about that. I well no is that is that is that sometimes I hesitate bringing it up because you know it's it's, it's a bit of a cliche that a lot of people say stuff like uh, oh I love all kinds of music except country yeah and and I to me that. and to me I, to personally and and again I used to work in a recording studio and I have this musical background I to me there's not good music or bad music there's only good songs and bad songs. Mm. Like I don't discriminate genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at my, you know, again, if you look at my Spotify playlist, is the a mishmash of maybe I have a country song, maybe I have like a Brazilian samba, <laughs> then have some rock and español sprinkled on top, That's and awesome. uh, yeah, I like to listen to country, and mainly because I like the stories. I like mm-hmm. the stories, and I like the the nuances of it. So, yeah, so I, I fully embrace that I'm Venezuelan-American. And I think I was telling that to Stephanie yesterday that I, I listen to country music while making arepas. Wow. And like, and like, and like it's, it's, it's relaxing. That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my guilty pleasure. You didn't even finish letting me talk about my guilty pleasure. <laughs> oh, you mean walking? walking. So, well, so, so, for me, it's like I see, like in, in like, New York City, like I walk really slow on the sidewalk just no, to piss people off. But for me, it's like my me time. I just like love to just walk and like not talk on the phone or just like be by myself and like walk without having any anything to think about, anybody on the phone, just like... Walk and get lost. And when you reach 15,000 steps, <laughs> then you know, oh, wow, well, I went to. My guilty pleasure is I need to hit my step count. 
Oh I thought this gosh. was a safe space. <laughs> no, this is a safe space. It's a safe space. But walking, mira, but we're going to need to go to New York and have an intervention. Anonymous. We're going to have an intervention. Inter, intervention. <laughs> así como con una pancarta y un banner. Así que, Jimena, we love you. But you need stuff. But you need help. Jimena, you need to buy a car. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. You, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. This is truly special. Um, so, what's next? Where do you see the Sheptinas going? Where would you like to see the Sheptinas going, grow? Like, what's your vision for the, the, the Sheptinas? I know that you guys are super busy. You are enjoying the moment. Sometimes, you know, your schedule is just completely booked. But I wonder, what does it look like? Where would you like to see it go? I think we talk about this a lot, actually. Um, And I, I think Jimena was joking, but it's pretty serious. Mm -hmm. uh, starting this afternoon, starting tomorrow, we start thinking about next year and what next year looks like. But for us, what's been really important is what is that year-long support going to be? We don't want it to be just during the conference we have this sense of community. We want to build the sense of community year-long whenever uh, a ship Tina needs it. So really thinking through the details of what that's going to look like, working through our professional chapters, our, our university chapters, our community college chapters, and even, you know, further down the line, how do we hit the high school level as well? Mm -hmm. Because it starts there, right? It starts in high school, it starts in middle school, where we really can change the numbers. Right. Um, and I think all three of us are really passionate about that. Um, so that's really the next step get taking it to the chapter level. Yeah, I think uh, we've done a lot of work in building a foundation and a buzz. And a Shiptina is the thing, you know, for all chapters. Um, so now it's like our moment to, we were like, it was a little baby. Now it's like an adolescent uh, teenager. We have to figure out how do we make this into an adult program, right? Like how do we make it into a well-established, thought-out program where we have a strategic vision, where we know <clears throat> where we would like it to be in the future and also how do we make it so it's just not the three of us right so mm -hmm. how do we make it into a program where we have people who want to be part of it who uh continue to get involved where we move on or we continue to advise but there's the newer generations coming up with fresh ideas um how do we support like steph was saying beyond the conference mm -hmm. and how do we also a big thing is how do we bring in chiptinos along mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all about the Sheptina Sheptino connection. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we, we need each other. We need each other. So the three of you have been extremely generous with your time, and I'm so grateful that we were able to make this space. Any final thoughts for audience? Um, I look forward to having you on the podcast many, many, many more times, uh, but I know you got to run to your next meeting. Uh, about about, about 2019. Of course, and yeah. I don't want to be the one guy getting in the middle, but <laughs> stopping the Sheptinas from succeeding. No, 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 that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. I'm, a, I'm an enabler. I want to help you guys out. So, um, the people that listen to this podcast, uh, a lot of them are students in college, most of them are young professionals. And amazingly, to my surprise, uh, the people that are the most engaged, texting me back, sending me emails and messages and Instagram posts are women. Wow. Women. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stay in touch now with like 120 something people. 
that message me and send me stuff in Facebook and just, hey, you should interview so-and-so. But most of them are are women. Mm -hmm. So um, any final thoughts or message that you want to share with these people that listen to Conexiones? I think a couple of things. One, the three of us are pretty available and, and like we mentioned, open to feedback. We're always trying to, one, grow personally, but also grow this so that it's something larger than us. Mm -hmm. Um, So if anybody has any feedback, make sure you connect with us, whether it's on LinkedIn, on social media, at sheptinas, at shep.org. Because again, we want to make sure that we are open and available. Uh, But the other thing is just whether you're a university Mm -hmm. student or you're a young professional, to underestimate the power of giving back. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit of what we were talking about before. I do this because for me it's really important to make sure I give back to my community. I feel mm-hmm. like I was very fortunate to have a lot of people that gave to me mm-hmm. and I need uh, to be able to do that for other people. But there's a ton that I have gained from this experience as well. Yeah. Not only two amazing friends and partners in crime for life, they can't go anywhere. Or, <laughs> but or also. but also just the experience of growing and figuring out how do we market this how do we engage the right sponsors how do we think about this creatively how do we make sure that in the workshop we have the content we want and not the content that a corporation want Mm -hmm. you know it's like all of these things that you don't think about it when you're giving back but we have grown professionally so much from it and it's beautiful to see that balance between being able to give back but also gain so much from the experience Mm -hmm. so don't think of the time you give back or that position at a local board as like time you're you're spending away from you know growing because i think without realizing it you can grow so much from those experiences i think i think another level i think um a lot of the students that we interact with i think want to have a deeper conversation with us but unfortunately we're constantly running from one workshop to the other workshop making sure it's set up so really to all the girls out there all the guys out there that want to reach out to us personally i i think i speak for all three of us when i say that we're open and welcome to it we're pretty active on social media and at shiptinas.shep.org so if you have any questions looking for advice i think more than just the national conference we're here to support each other and we want to make sure we keep those uh, lines of communication open. Yeah, and I wanted to, well, first shout out uh, everyone that has supported us for the last three, four years. I mean, this is the sponsors that believe in us. I mean, I just wanted to emphasize to all the students and professionals that are listening to us, like, we get a lot of conversations from sponsors. How can I get in next year? Like, I want to be here next year. So it's just so rewarding to hear the amount of interest from from sponsors. And also, uh, shout out to the Shep staff for um, supporting us on uh, continuously growing this program for the last year. Yeah, listening to our crazy ideas and continuously (laughs) helping us grow this program and reach out to sponsors. And uh, the last item I wanted to bring is that if you're a student and your chapter either small or hasn't started any women empower, empowering activity, step up and make the difference. Be, you be the agent of change. Um, it, it just requires to you know, line up with your friends. And even if uh, you don't know how to reach out to sponsors or professionals, like today, for instance, there was a, a girl that she's graduating. She's a senior. And she's saying, oh, I'm so concerned about the 
the girls that in their juniors or sophomore because I feel like they need help, but I'm graduating now. And I told her, well, go back and you set up upon a panel with all seniors and tell them how you learned so much about the SHEP conference and all the opportunities that are here. Like, you can make the difference. And uh, so this is what we, what we want uh, to, to give back. And it's just so rewarding that Sheptinas is just not a brand, it's a movement. And uh, it's here to stay. Amazing. I'm looking forward to all the great events, great workshops, and keeping this conversation going as we prepare for Phoenix in 2019. Uh, thank you, all of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much, Hugo, for the opportunity. We are proud of you. Yes. <laughs> we thank would you. be remiss if we did not do our Shiptina chant to close <gasps> oh, this. Oh, of my course. God. Like I can't be, my guest. be my guest. Be my guest. Be my guest. So everyone on the phone or on the podcast already knows what this is about. So when we say, who are we? We normally say, Shep. And we say, Shep what? We say, Shiptina's. So there may be only four of us here, but we got to be really loud so that the folks that are listening to this <laughs> will, can feel it. Of course. Who are we? Shep! Shep what? Shep Dinas! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs>